If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast, a podcast for women in and around the tech industry. Every week, we dive into the conversations, frameworks, and best practices to help you stress less, work less, and earn a lot more. My name is Nicole Trick-Steinbach, your host and the international bravery coach for women in tech. Let's go. Hello, women in tech, and welcome to this episode. Today, we are welcoming Nupur Verma onto the podcast. Nupur is special to me. We've been working together for four months and she is headed into a very exciting period of her life. Napara is a leader, a parent, a friend, a daughter, all the things. And she has some wonderful stories to share. So welcome, Napara. How are you? Hi, Nicole. Thanks for welcoming to your podcast. So I tried to intro you a little bit, but is there anything that you wanted to add? No, I think you covered everything. So we've been working together for four months and you know almost everything about me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's so funny is um, I've had a few other people say that to me and then we get on here and I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Wait, what? Right, because we're in the coaching relationships, it's a little bit different. So, okay, I'm so excited to hear which of the many brave stories you brought for the podcast today. Okay, so as you know, I've been having a lot of brave stories from the last two years, starting from increasing my responsibilities to three times my team size, and then almost resigning from my this so-called good position and then getting back and now relocating to UK but I'll focus on the part where I almost resigned due to okay yeah yeah due to my own guilt and uh, burnout and uh, why I'm focusing on this part because there is a survey which shows that Almost one of three women, they consider downshifting or leaving the workforce together at mid-level. 
and I was one of those and I really want to share this story with the women for folks that watch your podcast. Mm, That is really generous and so true. It's one out of three women in all industries. I remember this study. And currently, it's anticipated that two out of three women in tech are reflecting on leaving tech. So this is super timely, Nupar. Oh, thank you. Oh, how do you want to start? (laughs) So I'll uh, again go back to two years when uh, I went ahead and asked my manager for extra responsibility so that I can move on to the next role and I can also take my team to the next level. I was thinking about their growth and my growth and then COVID happened. Mm. So I was leading this team, huge team of 20 people and I was working on strategic engagements in my current role and I was smashing all my planned and unplanned goals. But... uh, I love then, it. You were smashing. You know that I have a big, big, big grin on my face. I'm like, that's right. Claim it. it. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, the COVID second wave happened in India. Mm. It was really bad time with all the friends, family, team members, their families, everyone suffering, something is happening at every place. Uh, And during that time, you know, the managers were given the extra responsibilities to not just manage their own workload, but also be more empathetic to teams and manage their workload. And uh, being female, you are always extra empathetic. So I ended up taking uh, more responsibilities and that means I was not just doing my work, I was doing my team's work because there were deadlines to meet and there were goals to accomplish. So it was with this whole environment of uh, the people getting sick around you and there were a lot of uh, bad news coming around, I was overloaded with the work. Yeah. But I didn't realize it at that time. And uh, suddenly, you know, after a month, six weeks, I started focusing that I'm not spending time with my family. I'm always on my laptop working, working, mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was uh, uh, there were days when I even not talking to my son at all. And then this uh, guilt started getting in. Yeah, I think all all mid-career women have this phase at some point of time. Then I started thinking, what am I doing? What will I achieve by doing this? Because I'm not getting to do the most important thing. I'm not spending time with my son. So I just went and uh, talked to my manager that I'm putting my papers. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Extreme situations. Extreme situations, extreme responses. Right. So the good thing is my manager didn't let me do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because your manager also had this call to be more empathetic. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, okay. So we talked. He said, I think you need a break. If you need a break, I'll manage your team for some time. And you think more about it because you are doing extremely good in your role. And uh, we don't want you to leave like that. Okay, yeah. so I reconsidered my decision. I took my break, and during the break, I analyzed what is it that I'm doing wrong, and why mm. am I burnt out? And uh, that's where I found out that it is not anything that I am doing wrong. It is that I'm doing more right than I should have done. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Like. Going, you know, you sign up for a 5K race and then you run mm -hmm. the 10K and then you do an additional K on top of that and then you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you sharing this because one of the patterns is that particularly for the non-dominant groups, wherever we are in the world, this is shown, is that we question ourselves before we question the demands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you keep going from there? Yeah. So when I took this break, I, I was not a break, but I was analyzing what my team is doing and what they should be doing and they are not doing. So I realized that uh, I had so-called leads but i was still doing their work mm. i was not setting my boundaries and i was not saying no enough i was overloaded and team was still not doing their work yeah and yeah at that point of time i thought that there are some things that i need to correct on the work front and also there are things that I need to correct inside. I mean, it's both outside and inside. So outside was more clear because I could <laughs> see what is going wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's there's like this element of, and this is something I really struggled with in my career, was trusting people to do mm -hmm. their jobs, that I didn't need to do it. Like I could trust them to do it. And then the honestly, like the shock that I had been holding them down by okay. refusing to trust them to do their job. So like they wanted to, but I was in the way all the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. When I, when I delegated the work, when I actually let them do their work, they, they outshined and they, they were brilliant <laughs> in that work. <laughs> And that's, that is one thing that I have just loved about how you've talked about your team is that you're so appreciative of who they are as humans and who they are as professionals and you see their growth and you're so excited to grow them. But that only comes from the inside, like you said, right? First, you have to actually trust them. And then you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when when they were given, when they were clearly told that this is your role and this is your responsibilities, they took up that responsibility and they responded back very well. And it not only gave me 
the time that I needed. I mean, we as a team grew very well because of that. And we as a whole group have been doing excellently since then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the outside, but you tell me the KPIs and the responses and the questions and the additional opportunities, and I'm like, oh my god, this team has to be rocking it. <laughs> has to be rocking. It. Yeah. So, so what was like the biggest? So we covered trusting them and and giving like being clear and telling them and then letting them do their jobs. And you mentioned like how much y'all have grown. Some, what were some of the biggest internal shifts that that led you to to really stepping into your role as a manager of twenty people who doesn't control and and do everyone's work? So there were a couple of things. So when I when I was going through this phase, I I reached out to a lot of my female friends. So I found out that especially in in my circle, I found out either they were not happy with their leadership role and they were also thinking of either stepping back or quitting that role or they were already they have already quitted at that Mm. point of time i decided i cannot be one of them i've not worked hard throughout my life to be one of them and that's when i started looking for more people more women to be specific who can be my mentor who can be my coach and you know at due to this covid restrictions all the uh, there were a lot of things happening online so i joined few of those committees or you can say uh, there are societies specifically for women engineers and uh, women in tech and i met you at one of those <laughs> <laughs> Anita B? Was it Anita? Yeah, Anita it B was Anita B. Okay, it was Anita B. Yeah. Anita B is such a great, great experience. Yeah. 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 Ah, so you reached out and you saw the commonalities. Yes. Listened to their stories. Oh, that's really brave. Made your choice. And then started, yeah, building out even stronger networks. I love right. it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, since then I have some good mentors who have seen all these, who have been through this phase and who have been really successful in their careers. And uh, I have you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I have you, which is fantastic. Okay. Yeah, that has really helped me. And uh, then while going through while doing this activity i i also realized that you cannot pour through the empty cup so i've started spending time on myself i've uh, so in last four months you know i've taken multiple breaks <laughs> sometime for a vacation sometime for my silence and yeah. that is really helping oh, me you just you just rushed over that but i know that i have a very global audience Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to be like, what does she mean, silence? You took a silent retreat. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, incredible. From burnout, almost quitting, to sitting in your silence, being in your voice for how many days was it? It was three days. Three days. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then in addition, like really caring for yourself and shutting down your computer and 
traveling as as possible right yeah you really have been that's one of the really beautiful things is that you were willing to sit in the muck of your thoughts your feelings and your humanness and there really is a stark what is the word I want to I want to use there's like a a stark difference in your solidity you're very present right So you connected with people, you started coaching, and you really invested in yourself. You even went into silent retreat. Beautiful. So, well, let's look into the future. So you not only chose to continue going, mm-hmm. but you actually chose to grow your career at the same time. Right. So what's next for you? We touched yeah. a little bit on it. <laughs> So I am uh, looking for a promotion to director level. Mm-hmm. And so I've asked for an additional work in the domain that I wanted to work on. And that means I will, uh, my team size will increase further this year. Yeah. And I'm relocating to UK. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just incredible. It is. Incredible. Right? That is the internal work, right? This is exactly what you're stepping into. What's the new you, right? Yeah. And you're doing so much preparatory work. So how did coaching help you? So as I said, there was some external work and there was some internal work. So working with you, I mean, we set the goal more for the internal work. (laughs) And... uh, as a coach, you have really helped me on that. The good part about working with you is that you don't provide the solutions. You just ask the questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all your models through the, those discussions over the weeks, I find my own solutions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you really do. And you really dive into it as well. And one of the things that I don't know if I've ever said this to you, so it might be the first time you hear this. One of the things that I am consistently impressed with, enjoy, that I learn from you is I show you the model. I show you the framework. I show you the concept. And you get it. And then you're like, "Mm, that part doesn't work for me, so we're going to do it this way. (laughs) <laughs> and you make it your own. And and sometimes, like there was one specific time about, you know, the model of management, the rock and the hard place. And we have the whirlpool with the sirens and then we have the slamming rocks. And the framework, dear listener, is that you are the boat in between the whirlpool and the crazy slammy rocks with waves. And you're trying to find your way through and it feels very narrow and, you know, and I, I, you know, I bring this to you and you're like, oh, that's very interesting. But actually, we're going to do it this way. <laughs> you, you know, I was recently working with another of my clients and she was kind of, she was looking at me a little funny. And I was like, you know what? One of my clients simplified this even more. Let me show it to you in her way. <laughs> and my client was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> right. I this. Yeah, like you really pick up things and make it your own. You don't allow yourself to be shoved into a framework. 
Yeah. I mean, we, uh, so with working with you, I realized we are so same, but so different in how we approach the things. Like we talk about the same goal, but my, my style of doing that work is very different. So when you show me the model, I know what is to be done, but I, I apply it in my own way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause this is your career and your life too, right? There are certain things that you've chosen to take into your life and you want to take it and make it your own, just like I do with the coaching I receive. And that's just something that I've really appreciated about how you've done your internal work. Yeah. Oh, so fantastic. So my message for definitely for all the, to all your audiences that if, If you really are serious about your career, if you really want to grow in your career, do invest in yourself. If you can afford the coaching, go for it. If you cannot afford the coaching, find good mentors. Definitely you need support. Though there are like, for me, I have really supportive men around me. My my husband, my manager has said he didn't let me quit. A lot of people (laughs) around me, but what what i i hear from the women in tech or the women in the whole industry in itself who have gone through it i cannot get that from them even if i have a very good discussion with them they cannot understand my point of view <laughs> so yeah. it's really really important to surround yourself with such women yeah yes oh my gosh a million percent yes Yeah. And even when you do have a coach, you know, one of the things that I really encourage, it's actually a core part of the framework. The first part of the build your brave framework is clarity. And then, you know, the statement is you have a very clear goal and you share it with the people around you. So even when you have a coach, you have a therapist, you have a supportive husband, you have a supportive manager, you still need a career board of advisors. It has to happen. And I've noticed that so few of us understand what that means. And so I I have an entire episode in this season about the Career Board of Advisors. So for everyone who came on here to listen to the amazing Nupura, make sure you go listen to that episode as well and get a Career Board of Advisors because, yes, coaching is transformational when it's the right coach, right? You want to make sure you have the right style, the right certifications. They have proof of the right results that they're creating for you or with you, right? But also you need the mentors, the sponsors, the sounding boards, the friends that you can call and have those raw learning conversations with. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thanks for having me, Renika. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. But one more question, one more question, because of course the gals network always <laughs> lift up those who inspire us, men or women. That's the cool thing about the gals network. Mm-hmm. Men can come in too. <laughs> so who is the brave role model you want to share with us? Okay. So I've been thinking about it. Who is my brave role model? So I've, I've, I've really interacted with a lot of people, but I am choosing Indira Gandhi. Have you heard about her? No, tell me. Yeah. So she was the first female prime minister of India. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 
Okay, keep going, keep going. And she led our country through you know a lot of lot of turbulent times. There were wars, there were emergency situations, but being a women prime minister in in that era, she still managed everything, and she was the leader that all the people should take example from and. So she had this magnificent personality wherein, you know, she will, so generally the women leaders, they come in suit and pants. She would always wear the sari, so traditionally dressed yes. in Indian attire and still having this aura of a leader and surrounded by all the men around making the strong decisions. So she is a really great role model for all the women. Yeah, I actually I I have a memory of of those pictures. There was some sort of uh, maybe it was like one of those G ten or committees at the UN or something. But I remember learning about female. This is such a funny context. I was learning German, and I got real bored with how it was supposed to be taught. And I love politics. I'm very interested in geopolitical history, but also presence and trends. And so my private tutor brought this picture of leadership and she was surrounded by charcoal and black suits mm-hmm. in this white space. And she had on this like, I want to say it was like oranges and yellows and browns. It was like a very um, earthy kind of tones. Mm-hmm. And she was the only one making a body movement. If I remember correctly, she had like a hand up and it was clear that she was speaking. And I had never been at cause right, because I was I was born in Ohio. I was educated as an American. Literally history classes for me until I got to college. It was like the Magna Carta was the beginning of the year in, mm-hmm. in England, like the king does not have full rights and quote unquote rights. And then um, World War II comes to an end. Woohoo, we saved the world and we all go home, right? <laughs> like anything past that, I really only learned in college. And so seeing just how present female leadership has been in so many places in the world, including India, right? was eye-opening for me, but it also super encouraging and helped me not only learn German, (laughs) but see myself in a different way and also realize, you know, what is common for me, what has been normed for me is there's never been a female president. Never. Right. Right now we have our very first vice president who's a female. Right. And to realize that that actually is not normal. It's just common, right? And then to live under Angela Merkel for so many years, I think for over a decade, and to see calm, structured, very thoughtful, and purposefully emotional leadership. Just extraordinary. And she got a lot of flack for wearing suits and pants. She was like, (laughs) I don't care. I'm wearing the same outfit 30 times. (laughs) <laughs> Y'all got to live with it. And I was like, oh, my God, we can choose. That's amazing, right? Oh, thank you so much for bringing that to us and reminding us of, yeah, just the breadth of role models we have Yes, for women. 
And in every corner of the world, in every single corner of the because what what years were she was she leading India so again? This was in seventies, nineteen seventies. So, ladies, you've already <laughs> been in power. Let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nupur, thank you so much for being so generous and sharing your story of burnout and the incredibly supportive network you have. Of course, underlying that is your amazing personality and skills, your devotion to high quality, and how you made a choice to move forward in the way that serves you. I'm I'm just deeply grateful. I'm glad that I've gotten the privilege to coach you, and I'm so excited to see how your relocation goes, how your family experiences the UK, and you as a director. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah, and it has been great working with you. We still have some some sessions left. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. It's going to be great. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And until next week, brave it up. Hey, before you go, our fellow women in tech really need these insights. So do them a favor, pop on over and leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Help them find the Celebrate Brave podcast. All right. Thanks a bunch. Until next time, brave it up.